Stephen Jill here. Hi. Welcome to the Land Academy Show, entertaining land investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And I'm Jill DeWitt, coming to you from the coolest city right now, I think, where we are sitting in just north of Detroit. I'm having a ball. Me too. This has been so much fun. The absolute opposite of what I thought was going to happen. Let me tell you what I accidentally did, and then we'll start the show. I didn't realize until the other day that I've accidentally put you back in 1980, <laughs> fill in the blank. Uh, so 1985 or yeah, four or something. Probably 83, but yes. Okay. Here's what I've done. I, we're, we're sitting in Stephen's hometown, uh, having multiple fun evenings of dinner and, and shenanigans with all his high school buddies, driving around in a version of his original high school Jeep. I'm like, the only thing that's different is the color. <laughs> so yours is red, this is silver, this is cracking me up. And we're having a blast. And then I wonder, and why is he you. behaving like a 17-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> Gee, so you have to think about that one. <laughs> you so, know what the difference is? You, I'm having, oh. it's because you're here. We're having a blast. Oh, I'm keeping the wheels on the bus. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Well, thanks for that. <laughs> Today, Jill and I talk about the right way to buy land and the wrong way. Mm -hmm. This is uh, the root of this episode came from several conversations that Jill's been having with people who are uh, being interviewed for... Uh, Interviewing us. For career path. Well, yeah. And even people that are thinking about coming to Land Academy and learning what they're doing. And it's it's um, it's interesting. And then all it does is make me say, oh, you're going to love this. And I'll tell you more in a minute. <laughs> Before we get into it, let's take a question posted by one of our uh, land investors on a one of our investors on a land <laughs> how you doing there how many times have I said this I know I can't say it right one of our members on the land investors online community it's free uh, last year a ton of land academy members came to Jill and I needing extra help to, to get their offer campaigns in the mail so we decided to launch a product called concierge data uh, using the exact same employees uh, that we've been using to do our mailers it's called Concierge Data. They'll help you get your offer, your campaign uh, in the mail, whether you've done 100 campaigns or zero. We're all set up for it. So uh, take a look at uh, offers2owners.com and uh, give them a shout. Cool. All right. Aaron wrote, I've got a $17,000 cash offer, no contingencies, nine-day close, along with proof that this guy has $35,000 in his bank account last week for a five-acre property on an Indian reservation, which also happens to be near some pretty nice non-reservation lakes. The same five acres not on the reservation would be worth $40,000. This one's a $17,000 offer. I get an email that the buyer is asking me to sign a cancellation agreement because he found out through one of the neighbors that one of the other neighbors is a drug dealer. Are they actually a drug dealer? Who knows? Maybe. The first neighbor just might not want someone to buy the property, which is true. Would you A, sign it and release it ASAP, B, spend $100 to get an attorney to write him a letter explaining how he agreed to buy it, but that I'll let him off the hook, but I'm keeping $1,000 earnest money, three, engage my small town attorney and try to make him buy it. Or, or D, something else. My inclination is number one, A, but it pisses me off how this happens. Plus, now everyone's going to wonder why it went back on the market. You know what? You wanted to go first? I'm going to go first. All four of these things 
all of these things have happened to me and Jill mm-hmm. multiple times. Yeah. And I can tell you with 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 serious uh, history behind us that number one's the best. Yeah. You're going to end up at number one anyway. Just walk away. <laughs> yeah. Unless you do have some earnest money and the person's a good guy. Because I've done that. I've had earnest money. We have gone into contracts and backed out on our end and done the right thing as much as it hurts. Yeah. You do get to keep the 2000 bucks or whatever it is. It's, yeah. kind, it's kind of right. And it's, for me, it's cost of doing business. I didn't make a good decision there, but it's better than me giving this person $2,000 is better than me spending this much money and buying something bad, you know, kind of thing or something I'm not happy with in the end. So, um, it's, you know, like I said, you're going to end there anyway. Calling a lawyer about anything. This should be a last resort. It's going to cost you more money. It's going to cost you more money and time tying this up while you're trying to chase this person. They're going to go dark. And then number one's going to happen after you call a lawyer anyway. Yeah. It's the same thing. Hey, this business about buying uh, real estate on a Native American reservation is fictional. You don't, per, as a as a private land owner, buyer, acquisition person, or salesperson, you don't buy Indian reservation. You just don't. And there's this is often confused. So mm-hmm. this person's not buying or selling land on a reservation. What they're doing is probably buying it very near to or adjacent to. And so the name of the subdivision or whoever subdivided is called, you know, Cherokee Indian Hills or something like that. And, Understood. And uh, so please don't. Don't get confused with that. we're going to get all kinds of emails and mail, mail about this. So I want to be super clear about that. Thanks. We're not here to buy or sell Indian reservation. Right. <laughs> Today's topic, how to buy land the right way and how to buy it the wrong way. This is the meat of the show. So my team and I often talk to people who are thinking about joining Land Academy and or Career Path and or both. And and it's interesting when I when I get to talk to people that have been following us, A following us, you know, or someone else, and and they've kind of taped together their own process and it's been sort of working, but it's also they've sort of hit a wall and that's you that's why they're talking to me kind of thing so it's fun for me to go well what have you been doing so far what kind of deals and how are you finding them and it's uh and i it's great because usually it ends with a version of me saying oh my goodness you're gonna love this (laughs) because i'm not gonna work that hard i am i'm gonna give you just as much volume and more and i'm working half as hard as you because i'm not doing these things and I, so I wrote down kind of my my top three things so you can go what the heck are you talking about Jill and I'm going to tell you these are three three things three examples of what the wrong way people have been doing and the right way that they should be done or vice versa. actually I'm going to give you the right way first and then I'm going to give you the wrong way because the right way you're going to go oh that makes so sense so much sense but then when you hear the wrong way you're going to go oh wow people do that <laughs> so yeah I'm just here to say yeah so the right way to pick an area to send mail is to use data to troll and confirm the areas and select, you know, to troll and confirm the best areas to send offers. Data. And pit zip codes, do our red yellow green test. It's all data. It's all stuff that we teach you. The wrong way is to drive around, manually pick out lots that you think are good, and then go home and, you know, 
skip trace and send these people an offer one by one by one. That's the wrong way. And people do this. B, my, my number two, the right way is to use a service to print, get envelope stuff, and mail out to sellers by the thousands. The wrong way is to use your family around the dinner table to print and stuff and put stamps on and get offers in the mail. And then my third one is, the right way is to push yourself and keep your pipeline flowing with deals coming in by not holding back on getting offers out there. The wrong way is waiting until you're all caught up and all your deals are done and you're at a happy point here to to restart and now send out your next mailer. Those are my top three that I come across. You know, so what really happens in the big picture is that people learn how about real estate from all different places. Mm-hmm. You know, starting with, uh, in my case, probably Jill's case too, is our parents when we're young watching their, our parents buy and sell a house. Maybe the right way, maybe the wrong way, but... Whatever they did, we, we our personality types retain that. We only hear the numbers. And we're our, here like, yeah. oh, my dad made 50000 Yeah. That, and they, your dad didn't make anything. Uh-huh. I can tell you, if you had a mortgage and all kinds of other stuff and improvements, he made less than, he made lost, possibly lost money. So, what's up? Oh, you're tapping. Oh. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> and so we learn we we learn all this stuff and we bring it to, you know, you finally land at Land Academy through learning through your parents, learning through other places on the internet. Uh, maybe you're a licensed real estate agent for a lot of years, or maybe you had a few rental houses. Every, people come from all different places and we accumulate these perceptions or habits and a lot of them, in my opinion, uh, need to be undone. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite Speaking quite quite plainly, a lot of times nothing needs to be undone. But most of the time, it's like driving for dollars. Forget it. That's just not their way to do it. Uh, right. The answer to do to we solve a lot of problems for people who have been in real estate in some way or another, and then they want to come to us and learn the right way to do it. Maybe right. just kind of like call it finishing school. Uh-huh. I, like, <laughs> I kind of like that. It <laughs> can be fishy school. What do you mean? You we'll send tell out. you which fork to use and how to send so out we mail. At, we were at dinner with my high school friends last night, and they're like, "Wait, what do you do?" I said, "Yeah, we buy a piece of land and we sell it for more." And they're like, well, "And they laughed." And they said, "Well, well why does everybody duh. do that?" And I said, I, don't, "I guess because they don't buy it cheap enough." Yeah, it's real. These are real simple answers. So, how do you buy it cheap enough? Send people thousands of people offers. Somebody's going to sign it and send back. You know, these are very successful yeah. people with their jaws on the on the dinner table saying, mm-hmm. "This seems too easy." It is. It's kind it of is funny. this easy. Do you have any other funny things you want to throw in there about right way, wrong way that you've seen? Yeah, I think that the I think the world is used to buying property that's listed on the internet, and if oh. I'm telling you now, there's no angle. Uh, no real That's angle good. unless you buy property on the internet and prove it somehow and resell it. Now that's possible, unlikely but possible. What you, you want to be, you want to get there first. You okay. need to send out a ton of blind offers. That is the best way to jam pack your your acquisition pipeline full. Ding ding. So you put yourself in a position where you've got nine deals you're reviewing because you sent out several thousand offers. You're looking at nine or ten deals. You're going to pick the best one or two or three uh, that are right in front of you. Go do them and and flip them. Yeah. And then put yourself in that position again. And ding, again, ding. and again, you don't want to look at one deal and try to make it work. It's, it's really, uh, it doesn't end well most of the time. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest one that I see. 
And it's hard for people, really, really positive, professional and um, successful people in real estate still shake their head and say, what do you mean you send out all these offers? How does that work? Yeah, it works. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest way for me. Thank you. That's good. That's excellent. Happy you could join us today. Five days a week, you can find us here on the Land Academy Show. Rouse Jack Thursday, and I'm going to talk about why I'm never satisfied in business, and chances are neither are you. You are not alone in your real estate ambition. All I hear is why I'm never satisfied. <laughs> That's, That's it. just not the case. That's all I heard. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't ever want to go out with another girl the rest of my life, so Aww. I'm satisfied. Yo. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm like, I'm am I supposed to feel really good? All right. That's, I'm done. Okay. It's, it's a huge compliment. Is it because you don't ever want to go out with somebody else again? Or is it because you found the pinnacle? Yeah, I found the pinnacle. Oh, thank there's you. There's no way I can improve on this. <laughs> Just had to clarify. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks for tuning in. By the way, we would love to connect with you on Clubhouse. And, oh, by the way, we're going to be there tomorrow. Oh, my goodness. The first and third Thursday of the month, you can find us live on Clubhouse. If you're not sure what that is, it's like a live radio show. And you can kind of listen in and then raise your hand, just like you would with Frazier, and pose a question and chat with us. It's awesome. So get on Clubhouse, go look for the Land Investing Club, and look for us. Follow us, and you'll see the schedule, and you'll get notified when we are there and we go live. It's awesome. So join us. We, we are Jack, Jack and Jill. Jill. Information. And inspiration. To buy undervalued property.